Welcome to Big Ben and KWIN on NoFilter.net. We broadcast live every week on NoFilter. If you miss it, go into NoFilter.net, click on the vault. You can watch us on demand anytime. If audio podcasts are your thing, download, subscribe, and listen anywhere you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, and more. I'm KWIN. He's Big Ben, and we're joined by Zach Kiefer. You know Zach from... The Athletic, where he covers the Indianapolis Colts, Indiana University, where he is a professor, and Luck, the new popular podcast on former Stanford alum and Indianapolis Colts great Andrew Luck. Zach, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. We're in the middle of training camp. We want to get into your podcast because we both love it. I just finished episode four, Pain. Ben, I think, is a couple episodes beside me. Um, so we want to talk about that. But we have to start off with, how's training camp going so far? Man, I was supposed to get some time off in July before this all started up again. That never happened because we were in a mad dash to, to the deadline to finish this podcast. But it's good. It's it's almost becoming common around here to have another quarterback every single year. So there's another quarterback in town and Matt Ryan, he's the fifth in five years. So we're used to that around here. But it's it's good to have training camp back to normal in terms of fans are here and there's no restrictions and it just feels like football again. What is Grand Park's claim to fame? Man, you guys, you guys wouldn't believe this place. <laughs> it's like youth sports mecca. It's like its own county. There's like 128 fields. Like you can see soccer and football fields as far as the eye can see in every direction. There's like eight different entrances. And it's a really good spot to host training camp. Like the Colts love it up here. It's 20 minutes north of downtown. So it's not like we're an hour and a half away. But um, like there's youth soccer teams that are like 10 years old practicing a hundred yards away from a professional football team. That's amazing. Wow. I bet the kids love that. Oh, they can't get enough of it. So Zach, how long have you been covering the Colts? I our intern looked, but couldn't find the exact numbers. Eight years. So okay. this will be my ninth. I want to say, um, I started in Andrew Lux third year with the Colts, maybe his second year, but I was around the team a lot before that. So, it was interesting. I, I grew up in the city, so I watched Peyton Manning for all those years. And then I started covering the Colts when Andrew Luck was the quarterback. So it was a pretty quick switch from childhood fandom to this is a job. You're not a fan. And there's two different eras, right? The Peyton Manning and the Andrew Luck. But um, it's, been, it's been a fascinating run and, and nothing tops in terms of surprise and, and just the surrealness of it. August 24th of 2019, which is where the podcast starts. Great segue, uh, Zach. So, Andrew Luck, what what exactly inspired you to do the podcast series on Andrew Luck? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, right? Why go into this now? Like, everyone's moved on. Um, at first, I was hesitant. I said, no. I said, I don't want to do that. I lived this, right? Like, I lived the, mm -hmm. you know, I had this file like on my computer that was 65,000 words long about a shoulder, about a, a labor tear in the shoulder. Like, I knew... <laughs> things about the human body that I had no interest knowing because of these injuries that he had lived through. And, and I wrote all those stories and, you know, I was there when he, when he came back and opened up about how dark it was. And then I was there when he retired and I remember thinking to myself, like, how in the world did this happen? 
And I still think about that to some degree. And, you know, I thought this was the right way to tell this story. There's a lot more, and you guys know this, there's a lot more to Andrew Luck than just how it all ended. Like, I think Mm -hmm. he's one of the most fascinating characters college football and the NFL has had in a long time, in a lot of different ways. And on top of that, his story is one of the most fascinating. I mean, he was... It's, it's hard to put into words like how big of a deal it was that the Colts moved on from Peyton Manning. Like they kicked him out the door. There's a statue outside the stadium right now with that guy. And, and it was the right decision because Andrew Luck was that good and was that perfect of a prospect. But to have him walk away at 29, it's just like, how did we get here? You know, and, and I met with him a couple of months ago and he's still 32 years old. He should be playing right now. And And I just kind of wanted to answer that question. Like, how did this all happen? And there's a lot more to his story than just the night he walked away. Yeah. As we, as I listened to your podcast, phenomenal, by the way, and you should be doing voiceovers for a lot more than this (laughs) first time I've ever heard it. I wasn't sure. You you could, you could be on audible. I've listened to a lot of books and you would fit right in there. Uh, I I picture Andrew Luck and see if this is an accurate description is like uh, you take, uh joe montana bill gates and put a helmet on him and there you kind of have andrew luck would that be accurate based on your or maybe give us a comp based on your dialogue or understanding that's a really good comparison like i like that because and and you guys know this like he, he fit in so well at stanford because he was around these future architects and entrepreneurs and tech titans right and and he fit in and and there's this great duality with Andrew Luck. And this is why it's so fascinating to me. Like, this is why I love my job so much because I get to meet these people that are so interesting. And he's right up there at the top. Like, a lot of people, like, he doesn't love football. He left it at 29. Like, he doesn't love the game. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, go back to what Dequell Jackson said in the podcast. Now, Dequell's a 10-year linebacker, a pro bowler, one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. And he said that Andrew Luck, he's had two players in his career, only two loved football so much that it made him question if he loved it enough. The first is Frank Gore. You guys obviously know on the West Mm -hmm. Coast. I mean, Frank Gore is football. He's he's everything that's great about football. If you've ever been around him, he just lives the game in the purest way. And the second one was Andrew Luck. And, And that's so fascinating. Like, he loved the game, and he was willing to really put his body through the ringer to win these games. And he was stubborn, and he was imperfect in a lot of ways but but that is just so fascinating to me like he can obviously move on to something else that's not related to football at all and pour himself into it like there's moments in the podcast where he's telling his teammates that he's reading a book about concrete like what nfl player (laughs) reads a book about concrete you know what i mean yeah 100 percent and um, I don't remember who said this, but it resonated. Um, so just to add on to Big Ben's comp, I'd add in Steve McNair into That's that in just because yeah. he played through pain every week, every day. And you knew towards the end of his career that he was banged up just the way he would handle himself in press conferences. But he went out there and he put up numbers, fourth quarter comebacks. He was tough as nails. He was absurdly tough, and his teammates respected the hell out of him for this. The numbers are staggering. I mean, he was sacked 41 times as a rookie, and I want to say by the end of year four, he had been sacked 50 more times than any other quarterback. I mean, that's that's absurd. And 
80 games into his career, 80 games, he had played behind 40 different offensive lines. Like, think about that. Like, they're always chasing continuity. 40 diff- That's hard to do for even bad teams. So I think there's a lesson in all of this with if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, if you're the, if you're the Chargers, if you're any team with yeah. a young stud at quarterback, I mean, you guys saw the beating Joe Burrow took in the playoffs. Like, and, and Patrick Mahomes a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl when he's running for his life, like, you need to pay attention to this story. And I know Andrew Luck's a different kid, but like this, this matters. And I think it's relevant to this day. And one of the, I mean, you, you talk to Frank Gore and Frank Gore would say, you know, none of these guys would have been tough enough to play with us with Harbaugh and the 49ers. None of these guys in this Colts locker room, a couple, except for a couple. And Andrew Luck was one of them. Andrew Luck was one of them. He always had, if you have the respect of Frank Gore, that means you're a, t- a tough MFer. Yeah. And Zach, now I know why with all the different offensive offensive line combinations, he might have been reading up on concrete. He might have just tried to build, build a concrete slab. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just build a concrete wall so that he can finally just throw the ball untouched. <laughs> Zach, what was your favorite soundbite that you captured? Uh, Jacoby was pro- predominant in the uh, in a lot of the dialogue for good reason, but what was your favorite soundbite that you might have captured in this uh, in your interviews? Yeah, the one moment that stuck with, you, with me the most is, is David Shaw, the, the coach at Stanford, you know, who recruited Luck as a 17-year-old when he was working under Jim Harbaugh and then coached him as the head coach his last year when Luck made that run at the Heisman. And, and there's a couple of great stories about Luck not, not throwing the ball one game because he knew the run would work. And, you know, and, and, and Shaw runs off the field and he feels terrible because it might have cost Andrew the Heisman because he didn't put the numbers up. And looks like, coach, I don't care. Like, we won. I played my best game. And he only threw the ball 15 times or something. But the one moment that stuck out the most was, excuse me, when I asked David Shaw if the Colts built around Andrew Luck the way they should have. Because Andrew would never criticize anybody, anybody, teammates, coaches, executives, anything, even though we all saw it, right? He was getting the crap beat out of him every week. But David Shaw had these conversations with Andrew in private, and and, then Luck would say, look, man, like, this doesn't work if we don't have a running back. Like, this doesn't work if I don't have time to throw. Like, and he was stubborn, man. Andrew was stubborn, and he would just take it all on his shoulders. Like, they had Trent Richardson, and he'd be like, well, if if," they they went five years without a 100-yard rusher. Think about that. Like, 60 (laughs) games without a – like, that really puts a lot on the quarterback. And then he was getting, obviously, chased out of the pocket, but – Andrew just said, the hell with it. I'm going to put my Superman cape on and win us games. And, like, look up the team that went to the AFC Championship game. Like, Luck took a team with Boom Heron as the starting running back. <laughs> and a I mean, like, that didn't happen. Like, their, their number two receiver was Akeem Nix, who was, you know, five years past his prime. So it's crazy when you look back on it. But he was stubborn. And, and while he was leading all those comebacks and all that success, his body was taken in unholy beating. And the price would come in the years that followed. No, 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 Zach. I, in the beating, I, I kind of want to pull that string a little bit. I got the impression that Andrew was a bit too smart for his own good. And he looked at football as, yes, I want to play, but not sacrifice my future of being. You talked about plugging. I believe you just had a child. And him and his wife had just bought a house, oddly enough, pretty close to uh, the practice facility there in Grand Park. Did you get that impression, too, that throughout 
kind of everything he'd gone through that he might have believed the next big hit could have been his last and then he's no longer able to provide for his family or be that father to his child yeah you're, you're pulling at something that's really important here and it's it's not just about a football player but you know everything everything for andrew luck changed after his shoulder so just to give you like a 20 second recap the audience like like he thought he wasn't going to be able to throw a football ever again it, that's how bad it got in 2017 he missed the entire year he couldn't throw a football 10 yards he went into a pretty dark place and you know this is my assumption but from my conversations with him it was a pretty dark depression you know he's the franchise quarterback he's the guy they moved on from peyton Manning for like he can't play he can't even practice he's you know he came back for two days in the middle of the season and then like worked out with a scout team like it's a pretty dark place for a guy who was the next Peyton Manning, the next John Elway. And then he comes back and he has this great 2018 season and he sees he sees the future after that when this pain starts to come back. And I think more than anything, this is a mental health choice. Like, I, I really think it is. Like, I think mm -hmm. Andrew was unique enough to look at this and say, I'm going to be a miserable human. And these are his words at one point to me. We stood on the football field by ourselves and he said, I was a sad, miserable human. I was a miserable SOB to be around. That includes his wife, his coaches, his trainers. Like that's how bad it was for him when he was going through this. And when he looked forward with this new injury and saw more of that, he just said, that's not how I want to live my life. And, and the shame of it is, it's a pretty courageous decision when you think about it. Like he's 29 years old and he mm -hmm. changes careers for his mental health, for his sanity, for his family. And I think David Shaw said it really well at the end of the podcast. And I don't know if you guys are there. I hope I'm not spoiling it. But no. he said the upset that people felt, the anger, the furor, the resentment that people felt, it's more about us than it is about him. And I think yeah. that really stood out to me when David Shaw said that. Yeah. Hey, Zach, thanks for everything again. Uh, the podcast you did on Andrew Lux, phenomenal. Six, six episodes, West, oddly enough, my favorite series we own the city is six as well so there's something to be said for that we got the, something called the west coast swing we know you're a midwest guy but can we get two more questions each from you just off yeah the let's do it we own the city right. is awesome too oh my gosh phenomenal um all right i'm gonna start here if you could bring one book to a book club hosted by Andrew Luck. Oddly enough, I bet he'd do this. He might be doing this after each training camp practice. What book would you bring and why? So this is great because when I met with them, you know, the conversation was off the record. I, I, I can share this, I think. So we talked about books for about 15 minutes and I had this great book called Barbarian Days. It's about surfing on the West Coast in Hawaii. And and I, I know nothing about surfing, but the book's amazing. And I'm like, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna stump him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be reading a book that he's never read. And I bring it up and he asked me and I tell him and he's like, oh, yeah. And he names the author right away. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I read that book and I went to learn to surf. And I'm like, man, I can't I can't get anything by this dude. <laughs> of course, he had read the off the wall surfing book that I had read. So, um, man, I got to find a new one. I got to find a new one that would stump him. But it's it's tough, man. The cat in the hat. OK, win. Zach, would you rather have Pat McAfee's poker skills or sense of humor? Man, I'm going to take his sense of humor because that's worth a lot of money these days. Um, but I'm telling you this, 
I wrote this story 10 years ago without Pat McAfee winning big one night of poker in, a, in his high school senior year. We might have never heard of him. I'm not kidding. It's not an exaggeration. It's a long winding story. But without that night of poker, he might have never made the NFL and he might never be this crazy media star that he is now. So believe me, it all goes back to a hand of pocket jacks for Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your go-to order? Maybe Pat's paying for you here. At St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Oh, I can I can tell you this right away. Um, well, you got to do you got to do the shrimp cocktail to start. Me and my wife will split. We'll each get a fillet. So you got to get the eight ounce fillet, medium rare. It's it's like our favorite spot in the city. So anytime people come in, it's um, it's it's absolutely the best best spot in Indy. And if you've got a head cold or anything, the shrimp cocktail is so spicy, it'll just clear all that out. So it's like double, it like works double for you. All right, Zach, last question. Name five Colts, past or present, that you would want to join you at a dinner at St. Elmo's. Oh, that's a great question. Never thought about this, but I'll I'll do it off the off the top of my head. Luck is on the list because he's such a fascinating character. McAfee because he can tell some great stories. Obviously, Peyton Manning is 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 awesome. Anytime I get to talk to him, Reggie Wayne is one of the coolest dudes I've I've ever been around in this league. Just totally cool and confident and, and engaging and honest. Um, and then I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. You might not remember him, but Bob Sanders, like, yeah, just had such okay. an electric Safety. career, and and I just wrote about him, but like. Could have been a Hall of Famer the way he played, and his just career was too short because of injuries. But uh, I think that would be a heck of a dinner right there, and McAfee could entertain everybody. So, well, Bob if you Sanders put together was... that, if you put together that dinner, let us know because we're gonna try to sneak in and sit in the back of the room and listen. I'm gonna have my recorder on. That's all I know. Whether they know it or not, I'm gonna be recording those stories. Hey Zach, thanks for taking the time. Like we said, we'll get you back to your day job. Colts, new quarterback. I'm sure you're you're, you're busy uh, these days. Is it true Andrew Luck really is only five blocks away from the practice facility? It's not quite five blocks, but it is five minutes. So it, okay. it's, like, how crazy is that? It's just, yeah, it's wild. So, yeah, he's he's around town. He pops up every once in a while, but um, unbelievable. He could live anywhere in the world, and he lives in Indianapolis right by the facility. <laughs> Well, when Matt Ryan needs advice, we know he's calling Andrew. Hey, Zach, thanks for your time. Thanks for day fun. one. Hey, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Before we let you go, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you online, listen to the podcast, read your content? Yeah, super easy. Um, Twitter handle is just Z Kiefer, at Z Kiefer, Z K E E F E R. Um, the podcast is basically anywhere you get your podcast Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, it's on the Athletic Football Show feed, but if you just look up Luck, it's super easy to find, and it's also pinned on my Twitter page as well. So six episodes, um, each kind of dive into a different chapter of his personality and his career. And I mean, for my money, I think it's one of the more fascinating careers we've had in the NFL in a long time. And and I think the podcast really captures that. You heard it, fans. Check it out. Zach Kiefer, Luck Podcast Series. We love it. You're going to love it. Zach, thanks again for coming on. We'd love to have you back on during the football season just to catch up and talk more about the Colts. Let's do it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, All right. Zach. Thanks, Zach. Good.